Book Eleven of the Mahavarat, the epic of ancient India, condensed into English verse by Ramesh Tath. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Om One Two Three. Book Eleven, Srad, Funeral Rites. The death of Duryodhan concludes the war, and it is followed by the lament of women and the funerals of the deceased warriors. The passages translated in this book form section 10, portions of section 16, 17, and 26, and the whole of section 27 of book 11 of the original text. 1. Guru women visit the battlefield. Speak the ancient Hitrashtra, father of a hundred sons, sunless now and sorrow-stricken, dark his ebbing life-tide runs. Gods fulfill my life's last wishes. Henchman, yoke my royal car. Tritarashtra meets his princess in the silent field of war. Speed unto the Queen Gandhari, to the dames of Kuru's house, to each dear departed warrior, whence his fair and faithful spouse. Queen Gandhari, sorrow-laden, with dance and pritha came, and each weeping widowed princess, and each wailing childless dame. And they saw the weary monarch, father of a perished race. Fresh and loud awoke their sorrow, welling tears suffused their face. Good Vidur, ever gentle, whispered comfort unto all, placed the dames within their chariots, left Astina's palace hall. Loud the wail of war and sorrow rose from every Kuru house. Children wept beside their mothers for each widowed royal spouse. Veiled dwellers of the palace, scarce the gods their face had seen. Heedless now through Martin city, sped each widowed childless queen. From their royal brow and bosom, gem and jewel cast aside, loose their robes and loose their tresses, quenched their haughty queenly pride. So one false dant leered monarch, struck by woe and sudden fear, he swing from their snowy mountains, listless trade a dappled deer. So upon the broad arena, milk-white fillies braved the sun, wildly tossed their flowing traces, and in sad disorder ran. Clinging to her weeping sister, wept its dame in careless pain, for the Lord, the son or father, in the doubtful battle slain. Wept and smote her throbbing bosom, and in bitter anguish wailed, till her senses reeled in sorrow, till her woman's reason failed. Veiled queens and bashful maidens, or they shunned the public eye, blush nor same suffused their faces as they passed the city by. Gentle bosoms, kindly hearted, or they wiped each other's eye, now by common sorrow laden, none for sister heaved a sigh. With this troop of wailing women, deep in woe disconsolate, slow the monarch of the Kurus passed Hastina's outer gate. Man from stall and loom and anvil, man of every guild and trade, left the city with the monarch, through the open country straight. And the universal sorrow filled the air and answering sky, as when ends the mortal's yuga, and the end of world is nigh. 2. Gandhari's Lament for the Slain Stainless queen and stainless woman, ever righteous, ever good, Stately in her mighty sorrow, on the field Gandhari stood. Strewn with skulls and clotted tresses, darkened by the stream of gore, 
with the limbs of countless warriors, was the red field covered over. Elephants had steeds of battle, carbon chiefs untimely slain, headless trunks and heads dissevered, filled a red and ghastly plain. And the long-drawn hull of jackals, over the scene of carnage rings, and the vulture and the raven, flapped their dark and loathsome wings. Feasting on the blood of warriors, foul pisars filled the air, Viewless forms of hungry rakshas, limb from limb, the corpses tear. Through this scene of death and carnage was the ancient monarch led. Crew dames with faltering footsteps stepped amidst the countless dead. And a piercing wail of anguish burst upon the echoing plain, as they saw their sons and fathers, brothers, lords, amidst the slain. As they saw the wolves of jungle feed upon the destined prey, Darksome wanderers of the midnight, prowling in the light of day. Shriek of pain and wail of anguish, over the ghastly field resound, and their feeble footsteps falter, and sink upon the ground. Sense and life desert the mourners, as they faint in common grief, that like swoon succeeding sorrow, yields the moment's short relief. Then a mighty sigh of anguish from Gandhari's bosom broke, Gazing on her anguished daughters, unto Krishna thus she spoke. Mark my uncounseled daughters, widowed queens of Kuru's house, Wailing for their dear departed, like the osprey for her spouse. How each cold and fading feature wakes in them a woman's love, How amidst the lifeless warriors still with restless steps they rove. Mothers hug their slaughtered children, all unconscious in their sleep, Widows bent upon their husbands, and in ceaseless sorrow weep. Mighty Vishma, hath he fallen, quenched his archer current's pride? Drupad, monarch of Panchar, sleeps by foam and Rona's side. Shining mail and costly jewels, royal bangles drew the plain. Golden garlands, rich and varnished, decked the chief's untimely slain. Lenses hurled by stalwart fighters, Clubs of mighty wrestlers killed, swords and bows of ample measure, quiver steel with arrows filled. Marked on forgotten heroes, jungle prowlers meet them stray, on their brow and mailed bosoms, heedless parch the birds of prey. Marked the great unconquered heroes, famed on art from west to east, conquers parch upon their foreheads, hungry wolves upon them feast. Mark the kings, on softest cushion, scars the needed rest they found, now they lie in peaceful slumber, on the hard and reddened ground. Mark the youths, who morn and evening, listed to the minstrel's song, in their ear the loathsome jackal, doth his doleful wail prolong. See the chieftains with their maces, and their swords of trusty steel, still they grasp their tried weapons, do the steel the life pulse feel? Three, Gandhari's Lament for Duryodhan Thus to Krishna, Queen Gandhari strove her woeful thoughts to tell, when, alas, her wandering vision on her son Duryodhan fell. Sudden anguish smote her bosom, and her senses seemed to stray, like a tree by tempest shaken, senseless on the earth she lay. Once again she waked in her sorrow, once again she cast her eye, where her son in blood empurpled slept beneath the open sky.
and she clasped her dear Duryodhan, held him close unto her breast, sobs convulsive shook her bosom as the lifeless form she pressed, and her tears like rains of summer fell and washed his noble head, decked with garlands still untarnished, graced with Nishka's bride and wraith. Mother, said my dear Duryodhan, when he went unto the war, wish me joy and wish me triumph as I mount the battle car. Son, I said to dear Duryodhan, Heaven ever the cruel fate, Yato dharmas tatojaya, Triumph dot on virtue wait. But he set his heart on battle, By his valor wiped his scenes, Now he dwells in realms celestial, Which the faithful warrior wins. And I weep not for Duryodhan, Like a prince he fought and fell, But my sorrow-stricken husband, Who can his misfortunes tell? I, my son, was brave and princely, all resistless in the war. Now he sleeps the sleep of warriors, sunk in gloom his glorious star. I, my son, mid crowned monarchs, held the first and foremost way. Now he rests upon the red earth, quenched his bright effulgent ray. I, my son, the best of heroes, he had won the warrior sky. Kshatriyas nobly conquered Krishna, when in war they nobly die. Hark the loathsome cry of jackals, how the wolves their vigils keep. Maidens rich in song and beauty, erst were wont to watch his sleep. Hark the foul and blood-beaked vultures, plap their wings upon the dead. Maidens wave their feedery pankas, round Duryodhan's royal bed. Peerless bowman, mighty moaner, nation still his hests obeyed. As a lion slays a tiger, Vima had Duryodhan slayed. Thirteen years over Kuru's empire, proud Duryodhan held his sway, ruled Astina's ancient city, where fair Ganga's waters stray. I have seen his regal splendor with these ancient eyes of mine, elephants and battle chariots, steeds of war and hearts of kine. Kuru owns another master, and Duryodhan's day is fled, and I live to be a witness, Krishna, oh, that I were dead. Mark Duryodhan's noble widow, mother proud of Lakshman bold, queenly in her youth and beauty, like an altar of bright gold. Torn from husband's sweet embraces, from her son's entwining arms, doomed to lifelong woe and anguish in her youth and in her charms. Rend my hard and stony bosom, crushed beneath this cruel pain, should Gandhari leave to witness noble son and grandson slain. Mark again Duryodhan's widow, how she hugs his gory head, how with gentle hands and tender softly holds him on his bed. How from dear departed husband turned she to her dearer son, and the teardrops of the mother choke the widow's bitter groan. Like the fibre of the lotus, tender golden is her frame, O oh, my lotus, O oh, my daughter, Varad's pride and Kuru's fame. If the truth resided in Vedas, Brave Duryodhan dwells above, wherefore linger we in sadness, severed from his cherished love. If the truth resides in Sastra, dwells in sky my hero son, for Gandhari and her daughter, now their earthly task is done. 4. Funeral Rite Victor of a doubtful battle, said it is to review the plain. Friends and kinsmen, kings and chieftains, countless troops untimely slain. And he spake to wise Sudharman, pious priest of Kuru's race, 
unto Sanjay, unto Dhomia, to Bidur full of grace. Spake unto the brave Zijutsu, Kuru's last surviving chief. Spake to faithful Indrasena, and to warriors sunk in grief. Pious rites are due to foemen, and to friends and kinsmen slain. None shall lack a fitting funeral, none shall perish on the plain. Wise Vidura and his comrades, sped, on sacred duty bound, Sandalwood and Santa Deluis, oil and ghee and perfumes found. Silken ropes of costly splendor, fabrics by the artist wove, Dry wood from the thorny jungle, perfume from the scented grove. Shadowed cars and splintered lances, hewed and ready for the fire, Piled and ranged in perfect order into many a funeral pyre. Kings and princes, noble warriors, were in rank and order laid, and with streams of melted butter were the rich libations made. Blazed the fire with wondrous radiance by the rich libations fed, sanctifying and consuming mortal remnants of the dead. Brave Duryodhana and his brothers, Selya of the mighty car, Vurisrava's king of nations, Jedrat famed in war. Avimanyu son of Arjun, Lakshman, proud Duryodhana's son, so Madatta and the Srinjais, famed for deeds of valor done. Much as monarch proud Birat, Drupad, fair Panchal's king, and his sons, Panchal's princes, whose great deeds the minstrels sing. Cultured monarch of Koshal, and Gandhar's wily lord, Karn, proud and peerless archer, matchless with his flaming sword. Vagadatta, eastern monarch, all resistless in his car, Khadatkach, son of Vima, Alumbasha famed in war, and a hundred other monarchs all received a pious rite, till the radiance of the firelight chased the shadows of the night. Pitrimedha, due to fathers, was performed with pious care, hymns and wails and lamentations mingled in the midnight air. Sacred songs of Rik and Summon rose with women's piercing wail, and the creatures of the wide earth heard the sound subdued and pale. Smokeless and with radiant luster shone its red and lighted pyre, like the planets of the bright sky throbbing with celestial fire. Countless myriads, nameless, friendless, from its court and camp afar, from the east and west collected, fell in Kurukshetra's war. Thousand fires for them were lighted, they received a pious rite. Such was good Edistir's mandate, such was wise Bidur's might. All the dead were burnt to ashes. And the sacred rite was over. Tritarashtra and Yudhisthira slowly walked to Ganga's shore. 5. Oblation to Kern Sacred Ganga, ample-bosomed, sweeps along in regal pride, rolling down her limpid waters through high banks on either side. Kuru dames and weeping widows, teeter in their anguish came, divan holy rites to render to departed chiefs of fame. Casting forth their jewelled girdles, gems and scarves belaced with gold, gave oblations of the water to each hero true and bold. Unto fathers, unto husbands, unto sons in battle slain, offerings of the sacred water, soaring wives and mothers made. And so great the host of mourners wending to perform the rite, that their footsteps made a pathway in the sad and sacred side. And the shelving banks of Ganga, peopled by the soaring train, wide-expanding, vast and sea-like, formed a scene of woe and pain. 
but a wave of keener sorrow swept over Prita's heaving breast, as unto her weeping children does her secrets she expressed. He, my sons, the peerless bowman, mighty in his battle car, he who bore the stamp of hero, slain by Arjun in the war, he whom as the son of Radha, chariot driver, ye have taught, he who shone with Surya's lusser, as his countless foes he fought, he who faced your stoutest warriors, and in battle never failed, he who led the crew forces, and in danger never quailed, he who knew no peer in prowess, owned in war no haftier name, he who wielded life, not honor, and by death had conquered fame, he in truth, who never faltered, never left his vow undone, Offer unto him oblation, Karn was my eldest son. Karn was your honored elder, and the sun inspired his birth, Karn in his rings and armor, sun-like drought the spacious art. Prita spake, and terror-stricken Panda brothers groaned in pain, and they wept in woe and anguish for the brother they had slain. Hissing forth his sigh of sorrow, like a trodden hissing snake, said it is dear to his mother, Thus his inward feelings spake. Didst thou, mother, bear the hero, fathomless like ocean dread, whose unfailing glistening arrows like its countless billows sped? Didst thou bear that peerless archer, all resistless in his car, sweeping with the roar of ocean through the shattered ranks of war? Didst thou bear the mighty hero, mortal man of heavenly birth, crushing beneath his arm of valor all his foemen on the earth? Didst thou hide the burden lineage of the chief of that full ire, as a man in folds of garments seeks to hide the flaming fire? Arjun, wilder of Gandhi, was for us no truer stay, than was Karn for the Kurus in the battle's dread array. Monarchs match not Karn's glory, nor his deeds of valor done, midst the mighty carbon warriors, mightiest warrior Karn shone. Was he then our eldest brother, we have in the battle slain, and our nearest, dearest elder, fell upon the gory plain. Not the death of Avimanyu, from the fair Suvadra torn, not the slaughter of the princess, by the proud Draupadi born, not the fall of Kuru warriors, nor Panchal's mighty host, like thy that afflicts my bosom, noble Karn, loved and lost. Monarch's empire, victor's glory, all the treasures art can yield, righteous bliss and heavenly gladness, harvest of the swark's field. All that wish can shape and utter, all that nourish can hope and pride, all were ours, O noble Karna, with thee by thy brother's side. And this carnage of the Kurus, these sad eyes had never seen, peace had graced our blessed empire, happy would the art have been. Long bewailed the sad it is true, for his elder loved the dead, and oblation of the water to the noble Karn made. And the royal dames of Kuru viewed the sight with freshening pain, wept to see the good it is true, offering to his brother slain. And the widowed queen of Karn, with the women of his house, gave oblations to her hero, wept her loved and slaughtered spouse. Done the rites to the departed, done oblations to the dead, Slowly then the set survivors of the river's margin spread. Far along the shore and sandbank of the sacred sea-like stream, Maiden matron laved their bodies beneath the morning's holy beam. 
and ablutions done, the Guru's slow and sad and cheerless part, went away to Farastina with a void and vacant heart. End of Book 11